0: Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend Podcast. We are Heather and Katie, owners of Bar Path Fitness, here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation that permeates the fitness industry. Today, we have a Q&A podcast. All right, you know the drill. Three questions, less nasally today.
1: This is we good. We less nasally. Yes, less nasally. We're, you know, finally one for three here. Um, uh, if you want to ask us questions, join our Facebook group, Stronger Than your boyfriend, or slide in the DMs at Bar Path Fitness on Instagram. Or if you're cool, send us an email. DMs. Yeah. Cool. People, people, all right. Do that.
0: Question number one. I wake up often in the night. In quotes, yes, fuck you, menopause. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and I'm starving. Does this mean I didn't eat enough dinner? Should I go get a snack or wait until morning? If I'm advised to get a snack, what the heck would be appropriate at 2 a.m.? Should I eat dinner later or earlier than have a second dinner? This is a loaded big question. Yes. First of all, side note, there needs to be far more research on menopause.
1: That's Agreed. all I'm saying. I think the problem, though, and why you're feeling so hungry is that one, you're probably not eating enough protein in general 2 you're also probably not eating enough calories in general. If you you should not be waking up starving every night, that is telling me you are not fueling yourself and your body literally can't sleep because it's so hungry. And I feel like, yes, I'm not downplaying the hormonal shifts that come with menopause. However, I think that will really, really help. You know, I don't know what hormonal shit. I mean, I, I kind of know, I generally know, but I don't know how that impacts impacts one person to another versus like what they feel like. So that is probably playing a part into why you're waking up so hungry. So I I don't think that's all of it. But, and I think that it could be prevented because I know who asked this question and I know they're they're pretty lean. And, they're, you know, I feel like they could eat more in general. And probably if you eat more protein, especially like a little protein snack before bed, I think that will really, really help keep you satiated throughout the night and you won't wake up super starving.
0: Yeah, I tend to not like to eat a really big dinner. Um, I like to eat more in the in the earlier in the day because I already have trouble sleeping. So I kind yeah. of get where this person was coming from when they were talking about eating like a smaller dinner. Totally. But at the same time, I eat a shit ton the rest of the day because of it. Yeah. Like my middle meals. I either have a bunch of snacks or I have like a really big breakfast or I have a really big lunch. And sometimes I do have a really big dinner. But um, I try to balance that out. And then I eat a little earlier for dinner. Yeah. I do eat a pretty early dinner. I think that's yeah. a big thing. If I'm going to eat a big ass dinner, it's going to be earlier, but I yeah, just make sure I get enough eaten. calories. Yeah. I'm yeah, just we've a grandma. Eaten
1: early <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we're grandma. Um, <laughs> I that is that's a great point because you you also don't want to mess up your sleep because you've had a big meal right before bed. But I just think why wait until that time of day to like so you can just not feel hungry during the the night if you're eating enough calories and you're fueling yourself in general. I don't think this will happen, but you could add like a like some cottage cheese before bed or some yogurt. I think that's pretty safe for most people. Like some yogurt and honey, I think that's a great bedtime snack. Like obviously you don't need to eat a whole carton of it, but I don't think that's going to mess up your sleep. You know, they used to like tout the research on like the casein right before bed like to be anabolic all night. But in this instance, I think it'll because like the protein takes longer to digest like from the the cottage cheese or the yogurt it might help keep you satiated. I mean, I feel like we're talking splitting hairs here and the general just is eat more protein and eat more calories during the day. So you don't have to worry about messing up your gut when you go to sleep and that will wake you up. Like you don't want to swap one thing for another. Like now your gut is keeping you up versus your hunger, right? So cool. All right, cool. Okay. Any more you got? No, I'm good. <laughs> Any more info? Okay. I'm, I'm hungry. <laughs> Me too. I'm really hungry. I'm like, ooh, chicken. Like That's
0: how you know you're hungry if you're like, ooh, meat. (laughs) Ooh, we're talking about things. Um, Mm. Okay, second question. Since having my daughter, I feel like I've got a lot of rib flare and a larger anterior pelvic tilt than I had before. I've always had the tilt, but since having her, it's gotten bad. Is it something I could correct with weightlifting? If so, what would I do?
1: This is a good question because I also know who asked this question and they're also one of my clients, so... This is very common amongst my clients who've had babies. And I think the biggest, biggest issue, which this is kind of a side note tangent is that pelvic floor physical therapy is not mandated after giving birth. I think that's BS. And I think it should be that's besides the point though, I would highly recommend it if feasible, because I think they can give you a lot of tools on how to articulate your pelvis, give you exercises to strength that, strengthen that pelvic floor, which would help a lot. But you know, Try to do more movements where that, sorry, that do movements that require more of an anterior pelvic tilt, but try to have a posterior pelvic tilt. So let me explain what I'm talking about. So I have a client right now, she moves very well and she's had two babies and she's about a year postpartum. And she's having some back issues. So, and the biggest thing that I'm doing with her, because when we do things like deadlifts, any hinge movement, hinge type movement, she excessively arches her lower back. So when I have her do deadlifts, I have her try to posteriorly tuck her pelvis while we're doing that. So what I mean by that is she's tucking her pelvis the opposite way. So instead of arching the low back, we're trying to pull that pelvis down. So pull that rib cage down a little bit. And I cue her like, okay, pull your belly button towards your nose, squeeze your glutes. And I don't want to take away the anterior pelvic tilt. I'm just trying to make it less while we're doing those movements. So that is what I'm cueing to a client that has that but also do movements that require the posterior pelvic tilt too. So I know, I think, Heather, you suggested in your answer in the Facebook group, like do push-ups, but like really focus on the core, like focus, do more planks, really focus on the pelvic position in there, like hangs. uh, I don't remember what else you said, but like squats, you can really try to, you know, instead of arching the low back, like Instagram booty pick. you know, when you squat, try to tuck the pelvis under a little bit versus excessively arch the lower back, right? So I think those will really help you but you know your best bet try to get a pelvic floor physical therapist because they will really help shout out christina yeah she's helping me with some stuff right now and i'm like what the hell yeah it's tricky because you know you could look at my client doing the deadlift and it's like oh she has great form but it's causing her pain and it's because she's postpartum and it's just the way that you know, her body is and how she carried the her baby and etc. So we're working on it now. And it, it helps it during the session, because we want to still be able to do deadlifts, we want to still be able to hinge. So it's just we have to really, really keep in mind when we're doing that, like, okay, we need to really focus on what your pelvis is doing so that you don't excessively arch it. And then I tell her to do okay, you're going to do a lot of core work, on the side and she is going to physical therapy too which they have her doing a lot of the like you know the side planks the clamshells etc but i'm like you need to work on your core we need to do some different movements as far as like how we're articulating the pelvis within you know specific parameters of certain movements so yeah yeah anything you have to say
0: no, kind of took over.
1: Covered it. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, just because I, <laughs> I, 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 well, I'm dealing with this with a client right now. So I just want to, if it's at the forefront of Go my for mind. It. So,
0: yeah. All right. Question three I want a flat stomach. What exercises do I need to do? Okay, Bill, because our the people who follow us or
1: probably wouldn't ask this question in our Facebook group. I found this in another group, but I had to, I had to bring it up or had to put it in here because, The comments were just so stupid. It was like, don't eat carbs. Carbs are the enemy. Carbs, carbs, carbs. Like what? No. Also, don't we have an episode all about carbs and why they're not bad? Yes, we do. Yes, we should link it. But anywho, that's not the key. If you want a flat stomach, you know how to get it is eat enough protein, strength train, and you have to be in a caloric deficit. If your stomach is not flat and you want to get your stomach flat, you have to lose body fat. So in order to do that, you have to be in a caloric deficit. Like that is it. And you want to eat things that don't bloat you up. So mostly whole foods. Like it's really, really simple. It's not easy, but it's a very simple process to follow. Yeah. But it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. It can be no, a mental think... mindfuck. What? I was said it could be a mental mindfuck when
0: you oh. do this, but that is the yeah. that is the equation for it. Totally, totally. Yeah. It's not a bunch of crunches. It's not a bunch of uh, what was that uh I can't remember the name of that ab workout on TikTok that we got asked to oh, do an interview about. Do you remember that? Yes. It was like um there was some I trending
1: ab workout. It was so stupid that it was like we're gonna do fifty thousand reps of abs a week or something stupid or like a thousand reps of abs a day. And it was like then get like the flattest stomach of your life and I'm like, I really can't believe we're still doing that in twenty twenty four. I guess that was twenty twenty three. I can't okay. believe we're doing that in twenty twenty three still.
0: Was it like b- bustle that we got interviewed by i'm trying to find the interview it's, well, it's on yes, the website it. i found it i found it oh it's yep yeah, i found it it's bustle.com slash wellness slash makasa ab workout if you want to oh, read oh it. that's it that's it don't follow it well and you should go look well, at it no to this get a kick article is our interview
1: no i know i'm saying don't oh, follow okay. the yes. ab
0: workout i just want people to read the interview and but where you should you say, look at
1: yeah what it is because it's really silly and it would take so much time to do every day can i read a quote from katie
0: yeah read quote. <laughs> where is the structure where in the program does it take into account other body parts and fundamental movements we should be training it doesn't colap notes <laughs> <laughs> i great. like when someone else reads it yeah it's they better emphasize <laughs> the theatrics
1: in there <laughs> yeah uh, yeah great. it's just like some of the comments i saw was like rice is bad eat fruits and vegetables and i'm like no. I feel like
0: I feel like all these quotes from you are good. It's just that they probably took the fuck word out of it a lot. Oh, I <laughs> like your yeah. real quote probably involved a lot of
1: cursing. Oh, in my head it did, but when I'm writing, I don't use fuck. Oh yeah, which is good. Cool. And okay. then you always edit my answer, so you'll take oh, the fuck out.
0: I do take the fuck <laughs> out sometimes.
1: If, if you're reading it in the tone of Katie, in the tone of Katie, you, please add fuck box. Add the fuck in, <laughs> because then it would be a lot always more entertaining. <laughs> oh uh, that's great what was the question i forget <laughs> it was oh <all> flat <laughs> so yeah the comments i was seeing it was like rice bad fruit veggie good and i'm like Ugh. yes fruit veggie good but like rice also good rice like, not bad yeah rice not bad love rice you bad, we love you, rice. Comment bad. You, you bad commenter <laughs> you stupid get out of here <laughs> you bad commenter like people have such weird and you know what it's funny is that all the people commenting are just doing things that have or saying things that have worked for them and it's like great that doesn't work for everyone else like people some people like more carbs than others like rice isn't bad like calm down and like sometimes and it was like don't eat bread ever and I'm like well I do and you do and like we have kind of flat stomach so like bread once in a while isn't bad either so bread not bad Yeah. Sometimes I have a flat stomach. Not not always. Usually I'm eating a lot of bread. So, yeah. Well, so, yeah. And the (laughs) thing with bread here in America is that, you know, our gluten and whatever, how we make bread is shit. So that's maybe one thing I would wouldn't eat a ton of. But like a few times a week isn't a bad thing. And I don't think you're going to notice detrimental effects. But if you also notice that certain foods bloat you up more or you don't work well with and don't, you know, you can avoid those for the most part.
0: Yeah, I like say that, too, because I've actually done a really good job of that lately. I've been able to figure out what causes like, obviously, you're going to have some bloat when you eat food. It's inevitable. Same thing when you drink water. But like that distended belly feeling that hurts. I've gotten away from that, which is good. Oh, what (laughs) foods did you find? Uh, I have theories. It's definitely fried food. Um, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, when even when I go to sushi, if I get a sushi roll that has the fried stuff, it'll do it too. So, um, I don't know if it's up. the oil or if it's the way it's cooked, but like it's definitely when going out to eat fried food. I, I mean, my theory is that there's something with seed oils, but I, I don't know for sure. Um, I think it's,
1: I think it's the fat, like the the ton of oil that they put on there, and then the the breading. I think mm. it's just the combination, and it could be a seed oil That's thing. True. But like, you know, I had. I think I had like half a chicken tender a few weeks ago and I was just so gassy and I was like, this is so stupid.
0: Like I mean, that was not even worth yeah. it. I mean, I'm still going to eat French fries, but I'm oh, just yeah. ready for it. You know, like I'm prepared. Yeah. I'm like, You're all right, right. I'm okay. I'm going to eat these French fries and I'm going to go in a room and then
1: toot it all out. <laughs> <laughs> and then one thing, which is annoying, I guess this is like an age thing, but... I got, well, this was like, I don't know, a couple months ago, got Thai food and I got this curry and like this place I got it from. They ask you like how spicy. And then I was like a three and they were like, no, don't do a three. So I did like a two and it was spicy and I like spice, but like the next day it was not good. And I don't (laughs) ever remember that happening to me. Just like it went right through me the next day, Mm. like multiple times. And I was like, there can't be any left. And then there was more left. And where am I going with this? I have no idea. But I don't know what was in it. Something spicy. And I was like, this fucking sucks. Like this never happened to me before. Turned thirty-one. It's all downhill.
0: That was a great story.
1: Anyways, yeah, this uh, place is really good. I'll let you know what it is if you want good Thai food.
0: I do. I do want to know. Actually, okay. yes, I do want Thai food soon. It's really, oof, soon. it's it's really good. Okay. Yeah. In Denver. We shall discuss. We shall. Okay. Anyway, all anything right. else on the flat stomach?
1: Well, if you, if you eat spicy food, then you shit it out all the next day, you'll have a flat stomach. Not recommended. <laughs> Obviously. I have- oh, man. Uh, okay. This is not a suggestion. This is a story. So calm yeah. down, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. We did not recommend that. It doesn't Figure out what good. foods
0: wor- work for you
1: uh Lark deficit that's how you get a flat stomach yeah there's no Eat way your around protein
0: it. lift your weights increase your metabolism by building muscle and then if you want to go into a deficit that that's what you do to get the tummy flatter shit we always say yeah and is, is it, it worth it? it is it worth yeah. it yeah. yeah
1: i don't know is it sometimes it's not sometimes eating bread and shitting your brains out from spicy <laughs> Thai food is worth it i think so okay seriously Okay, yeah. if you like this podcast, we hope you do after that one, uh please rate and review it. It helps our little podcast get seen. And share it with all your friends. Spicy food loving friends. Fried food loving friends. <laughs> Flat stomach wanting friends. All of them. Alright, peace out.